Today, we're talking about how to be awesome at being your own number one fan. I think that this is the most important thing. It just sets the tone for how we think of ourselves and the world around us. So often, we get in the routine of criticizing ourselves at work, at home, with big things and little things. And before we know it, we're spending more time focusing on our shortcomings than our successes. That's why today we're diving into how we can impact our subconscious mind and renew how we think about ourselves. Ditch the negative self-talk, celebrate our wins, and figure out how we are going to be completely confident in ourselves in a way that's not based on anybody else's validation. This is a one-person game. You're competing against yourself, and in order for your soul to be happy and to accomplish your goals, you just have to be your own biggest fan. So whether you feel like you're 90% of the way there or 10% of the way there, we're gonna make huge strides today because I really believe if you're not your own biggest fan, you've already lost. So much to cover today. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Let's start at the beginning, shall we? Some of us grew up in a home and an environment where we felt good about ourselves, and others of us didn't. So it's going to be more challenging for some people than others. But here's the deal. Ultimately, your life is about you, not in a selfish way or an arrogant way at all, but in a practical way. You determine the state of mind that you live in. You determine what you think of yourself. So of course, so much of this has to do with your parents or where you grow up. We all didn't have the same experience as growing up and every household is different and not all households have a culture that makes everyone in the family feel good about themselves. Sometimes parents are insecure and sad inside, so they point out their children's flaws. Misery loves company, right? A lot of times parents are dealing with their own stuff and they're unhappy and it's complicated and they put their issues on you. So if someone like a parent or a family member or a friend or anyone in your life has sort of done this to you, if you're sitting with that, you just have to get that poison out of your body. Because if you don't, you have zero chance of being your own biggest fan. We can agree on that, right? So how do you do it? How do you get that poison out of your body, that talk that's in your head, that's been pumped in your head for years and you've been programmed this way and you've started to believe it? How do you get rid of that poison that told you you weren't awesome? First up, you absolutely have to focus on your strengths. Find your strengths and really embrace them and celebrate them and focus on them. We all have our weaknesses. I just think that people who win respect their strengths more. Don't overjudge yourself, right? And if that poison is still getting in your head, stop listening. Literally, if you have negative thoughts entering your brain today, so if someone is telling you, someone around you is telling you negative thoughts that are directly affecting your self-confidence that stops you from being your number one fan, I would literally talk to them less. Or if you have to be around them for whatever reason in a work environment or something else, I would just walk around like you have earplugs in and practice tuning it out. What you say doesn't matter to me 
because I have the self-confidence to know who I am and why I'm awesome and why I am no longer allowing any of this self-talk to even enter my consciousness. It's just not an option anymore. That's the first step. We've got to stop the negative talk and work on the poison that might have already gotten in. That's our first step. Kill the negative thoughts. Then we're going to think positive. I'm super fascinated by the concept that nothing actually happens to us. The world just reflects our own feelings back on us. Reality is neutral. Reality has no judgment. We're born. We have a set of experiences. And how we choose to interpret those experiences is up to us. It's so interesting, right? Things happen and then we interpret them and they become our reality. Happiness is a choice and just like self-confidence is a choice. So shifting our mindset to where we're thinking positive and we're interpreting experiences and things that happen to us in a different way because we have this new positive mindset and we're working on building our own deep internal self-confidence. So first we're gonna think positive, then we're gonna act positive. More than just thinking positive, we have to really put it into action, right? So when you talk to yourself in a positive way, then you take action because you're telling yourself you can. You're focusing on your strengths. You're not focusing on your shortcomings. And because you're thinking positive, you're acting positive, and you put your energy into actions. Maybe you start the new project you didn't feel like you could before, or you stand up for yourself when you wouldn't have before, or you stand up for a friend or a family member or your kids because you're thinking positive and you're thinking confident. So now it's resonating in your actions. You think of ideas that you wouldn't have even thought of before because you're confident and you don't have to get through the negative bullshit in your mind to have a clear thought. You're not opening Instagram all geared up to compare your life to other people's. When you open the platform, Instagram or any other social media, you know your intent with it. If you're sad and in a funk and depressed, you don't go on it and you don't go on there looking for people living the life you think you want to live. You go into it with a healthy head or I am telling you, it can spiral you. You don't compare everything you have or you don't have to other people's, whether it's clothes or shoes or cars or vacations, because the truth is you'll never know the full picture. None of us know what's really going on in any of the people we follow, even some of our close friends. You just don't know the whole picture. And the bottom line is it doesn't affect your life. So stop spending energy on it. You doing a deep dive into someone's crazy, incredible vacation and how you wish you had that and how your vacations suck or your vacations when you were a kid sucked or it just leads to sadness, which ultimately leads to lowering your own self-confidence. Now, you might have to do some real work to get to know yourself and start listening to your own thoughts. Focus on what you do well and things you like. And sometimes this involves a lot of reflection and deep thought. You might want to journal or you might want to meditate. However you do it, I really think the more you actually dig deep and know yourself, the more confident you will be. You'll realize your greatest strengths, whether you're super generous or kind or thoughtful or caring or funny, all the things that makes you awesome 
the more you dive into who you are and what's important to you and look at what you're spending your time doing and the good things you're putting out into the universe, that deep dive is just so key. If you need to be more kind or more generous to really feel proud of yourself, then do it. This deep dive will really be, you know, an honest picture of who you think you are and grow in those ways and help you get your confidence to where it needs to be if it's not quite there. Then you have to operate from a powerful state of being. If you're thinking you don't belong somewhere, you move into a primal state. You have to see that your thinking isn't true. You have to change your state. You have to come up with a different story. True self-confidence means valuing my own opinion about myself more than anybody else. And I think that this is the heart of the message here is this self-confidence has to be 100% based on your own thoughts, not the validation of your parents or your spouse or your kids or your friends or the people you grew up with, nobody. True self-confidence is 100% rooted in your own thoughts and beliefs about yourself. So I think that if you're attaching your confidence and your happiness and your self-worth on what other people think of you and what they say of you and how they value you, it's just not the same. 100% confidence has to come from ourself. It just has to. It's the whole core and the strength of it and the thing that gives it power and the thing that it's so great because we have all the control. Okay, so let's get back into our fails and our disappointments when it comes to our own self-confidence. So I really believe you can't let your fails kill your self-confidence. If you really mess up on something, deal with it. Apologize if you need to. Learn the lesson you need to, but don't dwell on it. Forgive yourself and move on. The same thing with overthinking things. I really believe in make a decision and move on. Overthinking does not lead to more clarity and it just makes you doubt yourself. You know, when you go in a circle of you can't decide something, so you go back and forth and then, you know, it's been many hours or many days or weeks or months, whatever it is, and you're just like, God, I suck. Why can't I just make this decision when really it could have just been a quick decision? Life is long. We're going to have lots of decisions. And I really think that being decisive and making quick decisions is overall very good for your self-confidence and lets you get oneself closer to being your number one fan. Know your strengths and focus on those strengths. We all have weaknesses. I just think the people that win respect their strengths more. You just can't overjudge yourself. Bottom line. A few other practical things I want to touch on. I really think that if you feel like you look good, it's all good. Pull yourself together so you feel good about yourself. If you go out feeling like you look nice, your confidence soars. So I think taking the time to groom yourself as you like is so important. So you walk out of the house each day feeling physically confident. I think that as we go through different stages of life, sometimes we take more time to take care of ourselves. We spend more time on self-care and other times, whether we've just had kids or we have a, a crazy job schedule or if you're in school and things are intense, whatever it is, sometimes we go through periods of time where we take care of ourselves more or less. And I think if you can really make grooming a priority and whatever grooming means to you, whether it's getting your hair done or your nails done, or if it means taking more time to get ready in the morning or exfoliating your skin, whatever it is that makes you feel like you look good, I think it's worth the time. And I think a lot of people 
shortcut this because it seems like, oh, whatever. I, you know, I'm going to be around the same people that know and love me. It just doesn't matter. And listen, if you're confident, all natural out of the shower, rock it. But if you need more to feel confident, like I do, listen, if I don't have a smoky eye on and something else, I just don't feel my best. I know that's just a part of who I am. So I make it a priority and I make sure most of the time, 99% of the time, I pull myself together. So when I go out into the universe, I feel physically confident. Along those same lines, I think that posture and standing tall and presenting yourself in an upright way is really important. And I think the way you talk is important too, to be able to project yourself and speak clearly and don't talk way too fast. I think it's just really important for your overall confidence and the confidence that you project into the world. Smile is another big one. I think that a smile just goes a long way and it probably sounds very cheesy, but a lot of times if I'm in an audience or someone's presenting something at the school and I'm sitting there watching, I just smile back at them because I think that has such a good energy. It makes me feel confident. I know it makes them feel confident in what they're saying. A lot of times, if you've ever spoken in front of a group of people, the people who are in the audience are looking at you and they're listening, but most of the time they have like stone cold faces and it's kind of hard to, you know, keep the energy going and have the reassurance that what you're saying is connecting with people. So in that scenario or in other scenarios, if you're walking by people, I smile more now at the age of 38 than I think I ever have in my life just because I think it just goes a long way and it just makes you happy and it makes other people happy and it makes people respond better to you and communicate better with you. And I want my kids to smile. Even if you're not having the best day you've ever had, smiling at people just warms them up and it warms them up to you and it helps you have better interactions with people and it doesn't cost you anything. A lot of times if we're in the car or if we're sitting around the dinner table, whether it's just my husband and I or with friends or with the kids and we're not talking, we're just thinking or looking around or, you know, whatever, I just smile because I feel like it's just happy and there's no downside. And I think it does wonders for confidence. So smile. Next is be grateful. I think that when you're really grounded and you're centered and you just feel grateful for whatever you have, whether you feel like at this point you have a lot or you don't have a lot and you feel like you have a long way to go and a lot to accomplish, just being able to be grateful in that moment. And again, this one probably sounds cheesy too, but there's a lot of depth to having a good perspective of things and being grateful for what you have. And I think it helps with that real deep confidence that we're going for. Another detail of another practical thing that I think is important and definitely plays a big part in my own self-confidence is exercise. And I talk about exercise and diet and health a lot in the way that it's all about being healthy and strong and feeling good and putting good things in my body. So, you know, good food, good mood. It's not about being thin and not necessarily about, you know, having a six pack or looking great in a bathing suit. For me, it's about health and strength and confidence and just sweating. There's something about sweating that makes you feel alive and it makes you feel good. And whether you're exercising 15 minutes a day or an hour and 15 minutes a day, I really think putting in that time for yourself, because everyone knows if you put in time to be healthier and dedicate time to yourself for your long-term well-being, it just makes you feel good about yourself. You know when you get in a rut, when you're kind of eating 
unhealthy and, you know, eating things you wouldn't normally eat and you got out of your exercise routine. So you're just kind of out of it and you're just going through the motions, which is fine. We all go through funks, ebbs and flows, but you just don't feel as comfortable and as confident if you don't feel like your regular self. You know, if you're not doing that routine that you know makes you feel better. So if you're one of those people where exercise is a priority and it's important to you and it makes you feel good and you like to sweat, I think that it plays a big part in your confidence and not just in the way that people would traditionally think like, well, yeah, you exercise, you look good, you look more toned, you're more confident. Yes, that's all true too. But I think it's a little bit deeper than that. It's just in your mind. It's good to get the blood flowing and take the time to do something that's good for yourself long-term. Another practical thing I think is important is to clear off your to-do list. Your confidence soars as you accomplish things. So, you know, I talk a lot about practical things and the way you can organize your to-do list and be very efficient with knocking things off. Focus on one thing at a time, clear it completely off before you start on the next thing is what I found to be the best way to clear out my to-do list as efficiently as possible. And I think organizing everything you have to do and executing efficiently really helps with your confidence because you're getting stuff done. And progress and forward motion is what makes us feel alive as human beings. We're moving forward. We're making progress. It's a great thing. So clear off your to-do list. Next, be organized. If your house or your room or your desk is a hot mess, you'll feel like a hot mess. Clean it up so you have mental clarity too. I think this one is super important because you can wake up in a good mood, but then if you step out of bed and there's stuff everywhere, and you're instantly, I'm behind. How did I get behind? Why am I so behind? How did I prioritize poorly in the past to where my whole room's a mess, my closet, everything's all over the place, things are on the floor, I suck, this sucks, I'm a hot mess. Get out of that whole game and be organized. Pull it all together and it will give you so much more mental clarity. Okay, so back to comparing ourselves to other people. I'm telling you, we've all been there. It's a slippery slope. But if we just think that every second you spend thinking about what somebody else has is taking away something that you could create for yourself, it's just wasted energy. I mean, simply put, it's a slippery slope to where you focus on things that just don't matter to you. And I think your confidence is so, it's so wrapped into all of this. You just can't compare yourself to others. Okay, next, let's think about, if we wanna be our own number one fan, we have to think about what is a number one fan? So let's use me, for example. I love Bon Jovi. At one point in my life, I would have said that I was Bon Jovi's number one fan. So that means, in your mind, they're just the best. They're the ultimate. No matter what, they're awesome. I'm not focusing on the five songs that Bon Jovi made that totally flopped and nobody knows about. Not for a second. I'm focusing on You Give Love a Bad Name and Shot Through the Heart. The best, the wins, the successes, the hits. We focus on the good and we get excited about them if we're their number one fan. We go out of our way to give it energy and effort towards them. We speak highly of them and our overall energy is just so positive and happy. Of course, We're their number one fan. So I want you to think of this, and this is what has helped me so much over the years in building my self-confidence and becoming my own biggest fan, not dependent at all of anybody else's praise or what they think of me is, 
I think of myself as, you know, I think of what a number one fan is and I think of myself in that way. I speak highly of myself. My overall energy toward myself is positive and happy, just like with Bon Jovi. This is what you have to do for yourself. I really think it's the best thing you can do. I hope today's episode has helped you get one step closer to being your own number one fan. So focus on your strengths instead of your weaknesses and the self-talk going on in your head is all positive and you have completely killed the negative. Please ping me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this topic by commenting on my post about this episode. And also, if you didn't already know, I have another podcast called The Million Dollar Tan Podcast where I talk about everything related to sunless tanning and starting your own professional spray tanning business and having healthy and glowing skin that radiates. So check it out if you haven't already. I think you'll like that one too. Thanks for listening and cheers to being your own number one fan. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.